pro wrestling talk from the four corners of parts unknown. This is That Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to That Wrestling Podcast. Uh, back and better than ever? I don't know. Um, anybody do anything fun this weekend? We'll start with Kevin. Anything fun? Uh, no. Not really. No. Uh, I did nothing. You guys can't even make up. Wow. Wow. Football. You cannot amazing. even make something up to participate. I, Brian, I, what I about you? Do you have any game? Yeah, on, yeah. Me, me and the family escaped. We went to Frankenmuth, Michigan. Uh, many people know that that is like Christmas Town, USA, with Brauners, the world's largest Christmas store. Cool. Um, so we we escaped there. We had the the traditional chicken dinner. My my wife and I even we had a outdoor balcony where um because it was you like heat off of it no no we, we kept <laughs> it we kept it g-rated yeah, whoa wow we, okay i didn't go we there brought a, we brought a portable space heater out there with us because we oh. wanted the, the girls to sleep so we were like we're gonna drink but we don't want to be freezing so we we kind of jerry-rigged it so yeah man it was good we shopped um the girls if you guys maybe saw my facebook or angela's uh you know they got to see santa we uh, got some Christmas shopping done. Everything is good, man. So I went to Las Vegas. I've got a big Vegas story to tell because I've never had a weekend like this. Kevin, we had fun when we were in Vegas in September for SummerSlam, but I went for UFC 269. And uh, we stayed at the MGM Park. Now, this is very important later in the story. and I'll see if you can figure out uh, when it is important that uh, we stayed across the street from the venue. Thursday night, we went and had lunch or dinner, and then I sat down at a slot machine, and I won $1,500 in the first 10 minutes. Boom. So I text my wife, and she goes, all right, I'm coming over. So you gamble a little, you spend a little, and then I gave her 500 of my winnings. And then, um, you know, gamble a little more, drink a little more. I drank a lot of Hefeweizen this weekend because Ooh, they didn't have Blue Moon. They didn't have Blue Moon anywhere. So it was just that. And there was a Goose Island, I think, was another one. It was like a three. Yeah. It was called like 312. I don't know if it's yeah. Vegas yeah. Chicago. Here. Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Chicago. Okay. So those were good. And then uh, Friday morning, we went and toured the UFC Performance Institute. And this isn't like, this isn't a public thing. I'm pretty fucking special to get to do this. And it was awesome. Fucking awesome. And it's more than just a gym. A lot of people are like, oh, that's just where they work out. No, no. So this is you know, the Performance Institute. And what they're doing there, they're, they're, they're trying to work on the science of fighting. And that's like, if I hit Joe, how much pressure goes into Joe's face? Well, it was a or, song, Joe. You know that. Hit Joe, hit Joe. Yeah. So, um, you know, and it's that type of stuff. You know, if you get hit, you know, how much pressure goes into your face? Like, it was all that stuff. And like to the, to the, to the dietary and, and, you know, I've always wondered about weight cuts, you know, um, Brian, I'm sure you know this Joe, Kevin, probably not. All you have to do is make weight for the weight mm-hmm. and then you can yeah. blow back up. And I'd always wondered why that was like, why, if you weigh 200 pounds, why don't you fight it? One two Oh five, you know, why, you know, be 200 pounds and fight at 145. It never made sense to me. Well, my tour guide was Forrest Griffin. Hall of Famer, pretty kick-ass, name-dropping, yes. And he explained to me, he goes, it's real simple. Bigger is better. So these guys do all the work to cut down, 
And then the next day they're going to be bigger. You know, they try to be bigger than their opponent, which is silly. I think that's, I, I don't like that part of fighting. And I wish I would have asked that follow-up question, but I did. Um, and then it, it was just, we walked through the gym area. Uh, Francis Ngannou was training. And oh, wow. that is a oh. big motherfucker. Yeah. He's like uh, bigger than bigger than Shaq. Um, unreal. Um, and then one other question I got to ask was about, you know, nails. Um, the old wrestler? Not the wrestler, not the wrestler. Okay. Um, fingernails and toenails, because there's a lot of finger pokes that happen. Yeah. Like, is there a manicurist that the UFC has, before, you know, to go through the locker room? And it isn't. The fighters are responsible, but then the doc checks when, they, when they're greasing up their face and all that stuff. But overall, it it was awesome. And you guys know, I love the merch. They have a consumer product studio, like in their lobby, everything they make, but it's not a store. It was just for display. And I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. So uh, the uh, woman in the marketing department said they want to put a store in there because they host so many people that get to go to these tours. I would have spent 500 bucks easy because I had it from the night before. I mean, it would (laughs) have no doubt. No doubt. $1,500. So um, Friday night, we went and saw Journey. We were looking for something to do. We are going to go to the hockey game. And, you know, Journey doesn't have Steve Perry anymore as a singer. But they have this Filipino man who sounds just like Steve Perry. It's outstanding. And my, I don't do resolutions because they're corny. My goal for 2022 is to go see bands, like, from the 80s. Tesla, Cinderella, Poison. <laughs> You know, Berlin is playing my mall here in a couple weeks. Like, just to go see those types of bands and see what they are because Journey fucking killed it. Go to my Instagram at ChewyLewis76 to see a video, uh, like a little two-minute clip I put together. Um, After Journey, we uh, gambled some more. My wife won $1,000. That's Friday night. So then Saturday, she went and took my money that I gave her to go to the spa. She gave me money from her winnings, and I, I finally bought a pair of shoes I've been sitting on for a while. Uh, you guys know what Yeezy Foam Runners are? Oh, no, it's Kanye's brand, right? Yeah, so they are essentially Crocs, but much cooler. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> and they were a lot more, a lot more. So, uh, like this cool? No, they're 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 this because it's like off the screen. Fucking cool. It's not much more. Um, <laughs> and then um, Saturday night, of course, was UFC 269, and Kevin and I had been talking all week. I've been to 20 UFC events, and I've never placed a bet. And I thought, all right, so UFC does an embedded series where the you know they follow the fighters all week, and I'm watching, and, and Amanda Nunez wasn't acting like she normally does on fight fight weeks. She's responding to trash talk. You know, I hate to say, but she's all about her kid. And I feel like that took away some of the focus. Um, This happened with Ronda Rousey when she lost to Holly Holm. And I picked up on it then. And I I said, Holly Holm was going to win. And she did. I said, Juliana Pena was going to win. And she did. Uh, Again, at Chewy Lewis 76 on Instagram. Um, my wife filmed my reaction of me, <laughs> the fight win being over, and me cashing in my, uh, my, my getting my, my $700 from that. Um, Kevin referred to my reaction as a, what did you say, a fight orgasm? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before the fight, when we walked mm. into the arena, you know, arenas and stadiums have bag 
policies now. My wife's bag was too big and they weren't going to let us in. Back to the original statement. We stayed across the street. Luckily. So we went and and I was pissed off because there was good prelims this time around. And I missed the shoey by Tai Tuivasa. I did get to see Dominic Cruz kick ass. And, and the other highlight for me was Cody Garbrandt getting knocked out again. So uh, he's one in five in his last five. I've seen him get knocked out live three times. And I wish I there was a reaction video of that one because it was an out-of-body experience. I love seeing <laughs> Cody Garbrandt getting knocked out. It's fucking awesome. Uh, and then finally, uh, we were at the airport and I was like, what the hell? I'll put $100 in the slot machine and I won 200 more. So... Uh, I, went, I walked out of Vegas with $1,000 in my pocket. It was a pretty cool feeling. It'll never happen again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so um, that was what I did this weekend. And I know it was a, I've talked a lot, um, and I feel like the boys need to talk now. So what are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing today, today? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing today? The weekly check-in. What four 40-year-old men wear at a wrestling podcast. Kevin, what are you wearing? I uh, uh, I really wanted to wear a different shirt, but it was dirty and it smelled. So I still want to keep in. <laughs> I want to okay. keep, keep with care. the theme. It's just that uh, we can't. It's not smell-o-vision here. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to wear this shirt in a couple weeks. Uh but today I'm wearing the animated one from WWEshop.com of Bret Hart, like jumping off the top rope, you know, giving that nice elbow smash uh, off the middle turnbuckle. It's super soft. It's kind of like the WWE's version of like the homage softness. It's a great shirt. Joe? Uh, I'm going with the uh, Macho Man WWE <clears throat> Legends uh, black t-shirt. Uh, came with matching sunglasses, which I'm also wearing. If you're listening, yeah. If oh, if you're listening, but I'm wearing a uh, matching Macho Man uh, sunglasses to go along with the uh, Legends T-shirt. I got right, so I got to up. I got to up it. I, I got to interrupt. I got to interrupt. I say I'm Kevin the Bret Hart sunglasses. Oh, Sure. I thought you were gonna say I got you had the Bret glasses. Uh, Bret right, Hart right. gave me a cameo oh, birthday. You know, New Day underwear. No, I'm just kidding. Jay, what are you wearing today? Uh, I went with a, with a classic Tito Santana Ariba t-shirt. Ariba, Ariba, Ariba. And Brian, what you got? Well, I knew you were wearing the Tito Santana shirt, so I take you back to WrestleMania 8. Tito Santana enters the ring to take on Shawn Michaels after the National Anthem or America the Beautiful, I can't remember which one, was sung by Reba McIntyre. And the late great Bobby the Brain Heenan as Reba's leaving the ring, here comes Tito. Tito is El Matador at this time. He takes a bow to Reba, and Bobby goes, he's saying hello to his sister. <laughs> Gorilla goes, that's not his sister. And Bobby uh, goes, isn't that a Reba McIntyre? <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know like, how you pot- did you just watch that mania or something? I said, oh, oh, no, no, it's all about it's all up here, man. It's, all, it's, it's Bobby the Brain, right? Oh, here, that's man. Bobby great. the Brain. Yeah, uh, Bobby oh, the Brain. Ian. All that's right. Tough. 
So uh, we recorded <laughs> early last week because uh, I don't know if you heard. I went to Vegas and won a lot of fucking money. Um, but because we recorded on Wednesday, we didn't get to talk about the Jeff Hardy situation. Now, uh, was at a live event. And he rolled out of the ring. And instead of going up the ramp, uh, this was mid-match, too. This wasn't like the match was over. He went out through the crowd. Uh, the next day, he was released by WWE. And then the next day after that, a report came out that uh, they offered rehab, and he declined. Now, his addiction issues are well known. But then, then, on Twitter, Matt Hardy started tweeting some stuff. And uh, the first one was, extremely excited about the future with an X, like extreme, like Team Extreme. And then the next one was a Matt fact that Matt loves brother Nero. And then there were tweets of Matt and Jeff Hardy together talking about Jeff Hardy's concerts that he was doing this week, like Nashville and Orlando. Is there any chance Jeff Hardy orchestrated his exit from WWE? And this is not an addiction issue. Uh, Potentially, yeah. And if so, and if he used the addiction thing to get released, then shame on him. And both of them are scumbags. Well, well, he didn't. He didn't blame. He didn't. He didn't say he was addicted. But they offered rehab. Correct, and he denied it. So what? What? Maybe. Maybe he's just doing it as 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 a ploy or a way out of WWE. It's still a scumbag move. Brian, you got it. Oh, it's bad. I, I mean, I, I'd give it less than five percent chance. I think what's more than likely is, yeah, he had some sort of relapse. Um, from reading about Matt Hardy talking, they did drug test him, so maybe we will, maybe we won't find out if he was under the influence of something. But yeah, I think he just he had a bad night. Something was going on. You don't <laughs> you don't leave the match mid mid match walk through the crowd. The videos of it is are so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I I maybe I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. I think that's what happened. I don't think he had this plan all along because I think you look on the other side. What company? What you know? Organization? Whatever is going to go. Well, here, here's, you know, the 10th the relapse of Jeff Hardy's career. Come on to, you know, NWA as Power, as, AEW. As soon as, as, soon as Sean Ross Sapp tweeted it, Tony Khan was on the phone to Matt Hardy. There is it's a dude, bad Tony, Tony Khan is not a fucking hard-on for, for these 90s wrestlers. I, it's a bad, I agree with Brian. Bad luck. Just a bad if it if it is yeah it's just a bad look. I can see if he goes, I had a bad night. I feel like I'm in a good place, and you know he comes back and whatever happens. But yeah, I I that's the way I more lean toward that rather than I've got this little elaborate plan to act like I'm stoned and <laughs> get fired. Odds that give me a percentage. Jeff Hardy is in AEW. In April, we'll say 90 days, whatever, a March or April. I'm saying 88%. Wow. Yeah, that was actually my hot take number six for 2022. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, I'll, I'll I'll go by by April, you were saying? Because I would imagine he has yeah. a 90 day. Yeah, that's what's sort of reported. Like he's, I think, early to 
early March, right? Uh, is what it'd be. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll say like forty percent. Kevin, I go fifty. Coin flip. Joe, ninety-seven. My higher than me, higher than Jeff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> allegedly, wow. allegedly. Uh... Now, recently, Jeff has been saying that his Willow the Wisp character could be as big as the Fiend was in WWE. So, uh, if AEW signs Jeff Hardy, maybe it's Willow the Wisp that, that shows up. Uh, but I'm sure they're gonna, you know, milk it all they can for the Hardy Boys reunion. And I liken this a little bit back in the day to Kurt Angle. You know, he asked for a release to get better mm-hmm. uh, from WWF, and then all of a sudden shows up in TNA. Spent more time in TNA Presidents, than he yeah. did in WWF. So crazy, crazy stuff. So we'll keep tabs on that. Um, good guy Brock Lesnar is my new favorite thing in <laughs> pro wrestling. <laughs> I mean, the overalls, the stuff with Sammy, the stuff with Heyman. That's what's making it, Sammy. He just looks like he's having fun. Uh, Any thoughts on the interaction with Sammy on on Friday before I get to my question? I love it. I love that the interaction with Sammy, uh, it's making Sammy – it's not making Sammy a main event player, but it's making making Sammy more like – you can rely on him. You could always rely on him as a character to entertain you, but having Brock out there. And here's the thing, Jason, you said it looks like Brock's having fun. Of course he's having fun. He showed up more than one week. He showed up two weeks <laughs> in a row. He didn't show up one week and then we didn't see him for another two months. So yeah, he's now a regular character. Uh, who would have predicted that? I Kevin, love... you got, Oh, go ahead. I, go ahead, I, Brian. Kev, go ahead, yeah. Brian. No, I was, Brian, I was gonna... go. <laughs> Brian, Brian, go, go. I'm going to go out of here. Um, I, I, uh, you know, you think back to this run of Brock beforehand and he was basically the silent guy with Paul Heyman being the advocate. And now we're seeing the personality of Brock Lesnar, which he kind of showed during his first run. Mm -hmm. You you think of that gif of him wearing the sombrero for Eddie Guerrero and dancing (laughs) with the mariachi, right? The Brock, Brock party. Yeah, Brock Party. Yeah, you so you have some moments of that, right? Like the, this guy can do Austin's these things. Podcast. Yeah, and he can yeah. make all these hilarious moments. And what he was saying, like Sammy, let's go, let's go fishing. Two Canadian boys, let's go hunting. And my my head immediately went to, oh my god, we're gonna get vignettes next week <laughs> of them, like you know, thinking about it's- like um, the Viking Raiders versus the um, Street Profits and their challenges. I'm like, oh, if wow, we get this, funny. I am going to freak out. And then of course it, it all kind of flipped, but um, it's it's so great. I'm right with you, Jay. Joe, oh, I already went. So Kevin. I was gonna Kevin? say they have they have chemistry and I'll and I'll keep yeah. it quick. Uh back back uh you know years back, our truth and Brock have that type of <laughs> yes, chemistry. Yes, that's another so it's very one. similar, like funny, right? And yeah. seeing Brock smile that was more our truth is trying to be ex- yeah. exactly, but like it was uh uh, the Sammy stuff just makes me laugh. And it's nice to see Sammy kind of like propelled, you know, to a top level talent. And who cares if he gets the crap beat out of him, you know, and, and all that. It's, it's, it's hilarious. And those overalls. His, holy uh, crap. Those overalls. <laughs> yeah. I, I went looking for overalls this weekend. 
for this podcast just because <laughs> I could find him. Could find How about uh, Sammy's jacked up nurses last week? <laughs> right? Finally, you bring wait, that up. Can't wait those, to see that, them on NXT in two months. <laughs> those guys, they're an LA based tag team. Sure, they their team, are. Right? Their team name is Beef Candy. So, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Candy Shout out to Beef Candy. Beef Candy, they're nurses. It makes sense. Yeah, they, uh, it was good. Candy. So, with all of this being said, I have a question. Is Brock Lesnar the greatest sports entertainer of all time? Taking in what he can do in the ring. We see what the fun characters, we see the badass character when he doesn't talk. Like a couple months ago, I had said that the undertaker is the greatest Mm. character in sports entertainment history. Is Brock Lesnar the greatest sports entertainer of all time? Nope. The rock. He's not uh, the rock it's, rock. It's just a rock. I mean, just think back to, even yeah. if it was just a short period of time when he came back as Hollywood rock in 2003, that's like my favorite rock character. Like the super heel. He said, Toronto, we live in Toronto. Yay. And then he ripped, sorry, he ripped on your Kings, Brian, but. Oh, yeah, it's the, the greatest. That's the and greatest. Then, you know, yeah. he leaves it's for four years and you hear that music when he came back to announce the host of WrestleMania, The Rock is the greatest sports entertainer of all time. I um, disagree. I think I'll it's... Give, go ahead, I would Jay. give Brock kind of like a, a, a multi-sport, right? If we say pro wrestling is a sport, which it's, it, it is not like a NFL or NBA, right? There's not like a, a legitimate title with playoffs. But UFC champion and a champion multi-times over in, in wrestling, he can have maybe that title, like a multi-sport best of all time. But I don't yeah, even know if I put him in top five. I, I think yeah. what, what Brock lacks, honestly, is the longevity of classic matches. There isn't, there isn't a ton of like Brock matches that I really want to go and rewatch. You know, Mania versus Angle, SmackDown 60-minute Angle, um, you know, so maybe some of the, the taker matches, but he doesn't have that huge long list, but boy, is he an amazing, amazing, well-rounded performer. Think about the Royal rumble two years ago when McIntyre eliminated him, he did like a fucking cartwheel out of the ring on the claymore. It was like the greatest sell I've ever seen in my life. He's, he's absolutely special, but I think just there's a l- little bit more, you know, oomph there and the wrestling, uh, criteria that I give it to the nod to some other guys. Okay. I I just I'm blown away with seeing this now. Yeah, like, it's great. This is all new, and I love it. Um, Monday Night Raw, and people like to shit on Raw because it's what uh. they do. Fucking internets. Um, if you did not like the Bobby Lashley stories from this week's Raw, you're just an asshole. This is a great fucking and- story. It was an awesome story. He had to go through three guys to get into the the main event of day one. I mean, and all the matches were awesome. This guy, Raw is Lashley. It's better. I said it last week. Raw is better when Bob Lashley's on the show. Absolutely awesome. Joe, I don't know if you agree with me or if you don't. No, I agree. Okay, good. No, I agree. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. This week. Raw was awesome with Lashley because. Here's the thing. They didn't have Lashley just destroy all three. That would have ruined the match. 
Kevin Owens showed his like, you know, sneakiness of, oh, I'm just going to tap out before he even locks in the hurt lock. I'm not going to get injured before this. And before that, when Adam Pierce announced that he was uh, allowing it and he goes, Kevin Owens, you're going to go first because you were the last one to qualify. Seth's response of might as well get in my gear right now. That cracked me up. <laughs> and then when those two teamed up at the end, going like, oh, we got him, we got him, we got him. And it's like, no, no DQ. And that's threw it off. So those first two losses did not hurt either one of those guys. So no. we got the real match with Big E, which made sense because Lashley didn't break much of a sweat between the first two because those two were smart enough not to get injured by him. So I, I actually appreciated that he got to beat all three without really dominating all three. So you still don't know who's going to win at day one. Kevin, what do you got? I was going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me. Uh, one, it's nice to see, it's nice to see Lashley on, uh, a lot of the episodes. I feel like we haven't seen much of him lately. Uh, but I like it. I like it. He's not going to win on day one, but it brings a legitimate guy back. Uh, and, and seeing KO, especially with the news, we'll get, we'll get into maybe in a little bit. Uh, Seth, of course, is money. Raw was pretty good this week. I, 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 I really enjoyed it. So I will disagree. I will disagree. Um, in a bubble, what you guys were saying makes sense. What I didn't like and where I got confused is that sort of gauntlet of qualifiers to be in a title match. That's usually reserved for like an underdog baby face. So I got confused because here's this big badass Lashley and he has to run through these challengers. Usually that's a spot for like, you know, Kofi back in the, in a couple of years ago, or, or Daniel Bryan a couple of years ago. So I thought, are we, are we headed this way? We're now we're cheering Lashley. I got, I got sold on. Um, did you guys see him high five? My man, Gable Stevenson in the front row, yes. right? They just yeah. gave him the, the hometown hero. Welcome. Right. I'm like, maybe Lashley's a good guy. Okay. I could get into this. But it's not. It's not. He's still the badass Lashley who's the heel and wants to beat up Big E. So that's where my issue was. Uh, Everything he said in the bubble of like matches were great, you know, enjoyed that part of the uh, the entertaining of the the actual story in that sense. But it was confusing to me. And maybe you guys thought that way, too, or I guess not, though. Well, what confused me was Gable Stevenson was drafted to Raw. Why does he have to sit in the crowd? He's part of the roster. He could have been backstage. It's fair. It's a fair point. With his fake parents? With his family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And no I friends don't know. At the draft I, party. Yeah. Um, one of the guys in the match was Kevin Owens. And he broke Brian's heart this morning. <laughs> My hot takes are already done. T- take Kevin that Owens, paper and rip it up. Kevin Owens resigns with WWE. Uh, multi-year extension. I obviously knew that was going to, I said that was going to happen. He's not going to go to AEW and just be another guy. Now, granted, he's, he's in the mid card of WWE, but do you want to be in the mid card of WWE or AEW? Cause that's all he would have been over there, regardless of who his friends are. So uh, I think Kevin Owens made the right decision. Uh, another ex WWE guys not needed. Uh, anybody, um, uh, I mean, Brian, I don't know. You got tissues there. I don't know if it's going to upset you to talk about, you know, <laughs> no, I know you're I mean, pretty crushed. 
by this. I was I was surprised. Um, I, I thought all signs were pointing to it. You know, it seemed like him and the young bucks were were kind of having some Twitter fun. So I bet it hook, line, and sinker. Um, I, what I thought was really interesting, though, I don't know if you guys saw this because I was scanning Twitter. L- little behind the curtain here, guys. Um, Kevin was about 20 minutes late for recording tonight because of Survivor. So I don't know if you guys saw this on Twitter, but footage actually leaked of him um, telling the locker room that he resigned. You guys want to, I can uh, share my screen. You guys want to see that video real quick? Yeah, like let's, yeah. Let's take a look here. Oh, gosh. Oh, mute. I'm not leaving. Jesus Christ. I'm not leaving. <sighs> I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> the show goes on. This is my home. They're going to need a fucking wrecking ball to take me out of here. <laughs> They're gonna need to send in the National Guard a fucking SWAT team, cause I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> All the lead wrestling on TNT. Hey, no, no, don't play that. Well, at the end, he, he's the I cut off the audio. He goes, fuck. And then I included all elite wrestling on TNT. I can't believe KO would say that stuff. That'll be up on our socials. I'll uh, make sure I tweet that out to everybody. Oh, my. I, was, I actually thought it was a real be You're an asshole. Yeah. Oh, you're an asshole. Um, who broke it down? Yeah. Um, I don't even know where to go. Where from do you that. go from that? I don't know. Um, <laughs> moving on. So uh, over the weekend was Ring of Honor final battle, of course. Reports came out that Ring of Honor is on a hiatus now, and uh, there was a lot of great matches. Unfortunately, there was one moment that was not shown on the pay-per-view. Shane Taylor and Kenny King had an outstanding knockdown drag-out fight, and at the end of the match, all of the uh, African-American talent stood together in solidarity, raised their right fist uh, in a for-the-culture moment. Ring of Honor went to a CM Punk promo and did not put this like heavy moment on TV. And I think it's a fucking, it's gross why they wouldn't do it. And they put CM Punk on. I'm kind of annoyed by that. Uh, Also at ring of honor final battle, uh, FTR showed up to attack the Briscoes, which if we get that in AEW, that's going to be a fun match. I don't know if you know who Mark and Jay Briscoe are, but it's an outstanding, outstanding uh, tag team. Um, other AEW talents, uh, Dan- Daniel Bryanson, also cut a promo uh, or pre-recorded, not, yeah, not uh, cut a promo. Adam Cole, the Young Bucks. Uh, so hopefully Ring of Honor does come back. Um, but the, the Shane Taylor promotions thing, I'm annoyed that they did not put that on camera. It's, it's disgusting, disgusting, disgusting. Um, so there is a member of the ring that was a member of the ring of honor roster who may be coming to AEW. If you watched dynamite on Wednesday, uh, Malachi black had the house of black promo and there was a man in a hood and black leaned over and said, you are more than a King. I hope this means 
Brody King is coming to AEW to be a member of the House of Black. If you don't know who Brody King is, Google him because he is awesome. Him and Black are the PWG Tag Team Champions currently, and uh, it'll be an awesome addition to the AEW roster because Black said people are – he's going to have a faction. So hopefully uh, Brody King uh, is going to be first. And I mean, it could be Kenny King. I mean, it could be Jerry the King, but I hope it's Brody King. <laughs> Jerry uh-uh. So, uh, so uh, I loved the 60-minute draw. Brian? Nope. Hated Why? it. Well, okay, the match itself was awesome. Loved the match. Um, yeah, and but I – that was Daniel Bryan's first match was Kenny, and it went to a fucking draw. 20 and, minutes. And, yes, but as it, it was going on, I'm like, they're going to do it again. They're going to do it again. I felt it was so telegraphed. And while I feel like this doesn't hurt uh, Hangman, it, it does still elevate him, you know, into being the, the champion. I just, I hate that I saw it coming the whole time. I would have preferred Hangman winning clean. Uh, that's that's really my only knock on it. I, I, just, wonder I hated if, the draw again. Mm-mm. I wonder if that's what the plan was or they just miscalculated time. Because it looked like oh, that no, was, that he was, was about plan. to hit that. That he, was the plan. He, I don't know. I'm sure it's going to come out. I'm sure it's going to come because out. But, he, Joe, what did you think of the 60-minute the draw? I enjoyed it until, uh, I don't know, maybe, like, because you have a thing against JR. I have a thing against Taz all of a sudden. When Taz went, oh, we got a minute left. I'm like, oh, man, they're going to a draw. Totally ruined all that for me. And then he hits the buck shot. About to cover. Ding, ding, ding. So I was like, okay, there's a, the story must continue. But it really annoyed me because when he faced Kenny, it was a 30-minute draw. And now he faces a hangman, 60-minute draw. So Brian Danielson can't lose a match. He can only, like, win or get a draw. He doesn't, thought- need, that, he doesn't need that protection. He can lose and still be main event talent. Now, when we were watching it, my wife actually watched it as well while she was doing her school stuff. And she went, she's a well, teacher. She's not a student. Go ahead. Right. She, her, her response was this, cause she doesn't like AEW, but she went, well, that really makes the champion look weak that he can't beat his opponent in an hour in his first defense. And I actually agreed with her. I'm like, that does make him look weak. He can't beat an opponent in an hour in his <laughs> first defense. I know that it's going to make him look strong, but I actually agree with uh, my wife saying it made him look weak because anyone she's sitting in the room, isn't she? They win. (laughs) She's sitting next to you right right off camera. She's not. Take off your glasses and blink twice and she's there. (laughs) 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 It's like that state park commercial. Oh my. I was like, wow, you actually make sense on this one. All right. Uh, and Kevin, you weren't really watching because you were too busy watching Survivors. So we are going to move on to another cool thing from Dynamite. Uh, Wardlow, they're teasing that turn. They're, they're ma- making him MJF's, you know, fucking, you know, gopher. I mean, winter is coming and Wardlow's turn is coming. It's it's coming uh, up, guys. They went It'll 60 be good. minutes to 60 seconds. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. <laughs> and then two, and then for two hours, they hyped Tony Khan's big announcement. But it never happened. It did. What was the announcement? Next week's match, the uh, three-on-three, CM Punk, Darby, and Sting versus MJF and FTR. Punk even said, there's your announcement. It's happening. 
Uh, okay. And, and then Shivani went. But how did Tony Khan know? But how did Tony Khan know that FTR was going to come out and put MJF on the shoulders? How did Tony Khan know that the lights were going to go out and Sting and Darby were going to come? And then how did he know that CM Punk was going to come for the save? He saw the script. He's the no, booker, right? That is not the <laughs> that is not the announcement. There's, it is not the announcement. Uh, they, Kevin, they they subtly said it. Up, yeah. <coughs> Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, And in some not-so-surprising news, uh, WWE is closing down production of DVDs and Blu-rays in 2022. Now, the last DVD that'll come out, uh, there's two. It's the Survivor Series, and there's a Scottish Warrior Drew McIntyre DVD that's coming out uh, right after Christmas. Those will be the last two. And I've joked from day one on this podcast that I've had so many DVDs that I was the WWE network before the WWE network was a thing. Um, I just assumed DVDs were done. I haven't bought any in probably three years. Uh, there was a time where I had every WrestleMania, every SummerSlam, every Royal rumble, and then all the documentaries mm. that came. And then um, like the UFC, when they brought up their streaming service in 2014 fight pass, uh, they just stopped putting, uh, putting out DVDs. So uh, one of my favorites um, is there was a, a SummerSlam box set. It was like the first like 10 SummerSlams, but it was in a little box set that looked like a cooler. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of fun. Um, but I'm glad I didn't give up my, and get rid of my DVDs because we see with what's going on when the network moved to Peacock, things are getting edited out. Shows are just being left off. Brian, you love ECW, and it's definitely not the same anymore. So this got me thinking about this week's five count. It is the top five favorite DVD releases from WWE. That Wrestling Podcast presents the five count. Hashtag TWP, the number five count on social media. What are your five favorite WWE DVD Blu-ray releases? Uh, we'll start with Kevin. What do you got this week for the five count? Wait, it has to be a Blu-ray release? <laughs> or DVD. These bad boys are barely DVD. <laughs> okay. VHS, uh, Betamax. So so I, I'll give my... Uh, thought process here. So I counted. I have 43, by the way. I was very impressed. Okay, good number. I have a random best match of TNA that is sealed. (laughs) We're not talking about that. We're talking about WWE I know, I know, I know, I know. I have Uh, all those TNA ones too, but but we're not talking about that. But I love a lot of them are like match compilations Mm -hmm. only, but I was a sucker for the documentaries. So my number five, The Life and Times of Mr. Perfect. Oh, Oh, yeah. Okay. I, did, I just remember getting it. I want to know more about him. Uh, not, not not a lot that, you know, you didn't know, but it's, I'm, I'm a sucker for the documentary of like, you know, how they get in the business. It's kind of like uh, the ups and downs of the life. And number four, this one definitely dives into that. Brian Pillman, The Loose Cannon. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's uh, a it, good one. Another it's good a really, one. really good documentary. Uh, not much, you know, he, he had a, a pretty, pretty wild life. And actually this one had some pretty good matches on it too. Uh, one good thing I was, I was reading the back with Mr. Perfect. You do get the West Texas rednecks rap is crap. Oh, oh nice. There okay. 
Number three. No limit. This one is uh, heavily uh, on the match uh, compilation, but it does go into backstory. It's kind of a, 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 a every other type thing. The Edge, uh, Decade of Decadence, uh, super, super awesome. Three DVD uh, box set. Number two, The Monday Night Wars. I, I Ooh, remember, I remember uh, when my wife, Laura, now, uh, when we first started dating, I made her watch number two and coming up the number one uh because she's like oh wrestling and i'm like sit down you gotta you gotta learn some wrestling you gotta learn some wrestling <laughs> uh, that's how it all began she she really enjoyed this one but her favorite documentary of this all is your time. favorite not hers oh but well ball it is mine too which which actually makes it even better the rise and fall of ecw it's it's yeah. it's so good uh just so so uh entertaining you know with uh, uh public enemy i think that's when the first where paul Heyman mentions like yep we open up with paul uh public enemy uh and just fantastic and i did have a a couple standbys in case i went later uh but there was just it was hard to pick the top five it was it was hard I- I will never forget when that ECW DVD came out. It was hard to find. I mean, it was a really hard find. And I went, I was living in Virginia at the time. And I had to go to this like CD exchange place. Remember those? Remember those stores? Oh, yeah. And I paid, I think, like $47 for it because it was (laughs) such a high demand. But what blew me away the most was it was three hours long. The documentary part was three hours. So um, I guess I'll go next. And I, I, Bring this up because one match on this is uh, number five, John Morrison, Rockstar. <laughs> there is a match on this. I mean, there's a lot of cool shit, no doubt. But there is a match against Rey Mysterio. Yeah, it's one of your favorites. It's one yeah, of my favorite matches. You've talked about this on a SmackDown, yeah. right? So uh, John Morrison, Rockstar. I actually did get this at Walmart for $4.99. So oh, uh, the five dollar bin or the yeah five dollar bin uh, number four. Um, uh, I agree that Brock Lesnar was the right choice to defeat the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Undertaker 20 no set all the matches with stories. Um nice. a- another early another early documentary um about one of my favorites, John Cena, word life. This wow. one was the rapper character. Awesome. So awesome. So fucking awesome. Uh, number two, um, I didn't really know a lot about, well, I knew of him, but I didn't know a lot about him, but I got the set. Uh, Owen, Heart of Gold, great nice. DVD set. And my number one, this was a close one. Um, number one, Breaking the Code, That's Chris nice. Jericho. This was a great one. Really with good. all of his, you know, coming up <laughs> through WWE. My other uh, honorable mention was the CM Punk uh, documentary, Best in the World, because that was the first one that had footage from other companies. Uh, they had Ring of Honor footage on that. It, it was so different than every other one, but uh, uh, it was a close one. But these are the my, this is my five count for this week. Brian, what do you got? Well, these are great. And I think we all, at least so far, went pretty much on like the documentary side. But I, I did put for my number five, um, this was the best of Raw 15th anniversary. And I haven't oh, watched okay. this in a while, but 
you know, having all these moments from the beginning, from the attitude and the later times of uh, that, that uh, 2003 to 2008, having it here now with the network, how it is, and it's not quite as easily to use. Yeah. I'm like, I might actually have to pull this out to like watch some of these cool is, moments. Again. Is that the one with like the first 20 episodes of Raw? No. Because I have that set too. I don't it know has, if that's the same one. It has the first episode. And okay. then it looks like it goes into the Pillman Austin gun episode. No, oh, okay. Episode. Yeah. So, a little different. Um, but so that's my number five. My number four is uh, The Rock. The Rock, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, the three disc set. So nice. this one covers basically everything up until his, uh, his last comeback, if you will. So a lot of good, funny things on there. Number three, uh, I am wearing the shirt. And really tribute besides my <laughs> attempt at a Reba McIntyre <laughs> joke, but the Bobby the Brain Heated DVD. And I remember uh, when this came out, <laughs> I remember the stupidest shit, guys. But I remember somebody commented on 411 because it was coming out like on December 30th. And somebody put like, going to be the best New Year's Eve ever. Why <laughs> <laughs> do I remember these things? Like, it, was from, it was from Foley 1081. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a 1981. It, it's actually, it's, that's really good because you hear about Bobby's like life. That's, Laura, that's Kevin's wife's third favorite DVD because yeah. he yes. made her watch that on yes. New Year's Eve that year. Laura's three count. Uh, <laughs> my, my number two is CM Punk best in the world. Okay. Uh, another good one where, you know, he's talking first person and, and gets into so much cool stuff about his upbringing and everything that led to the pipe bomb and all that. My number one, I actually, I couldn't find it in my like five minutes of looking, but it's also the same as Kevin's. It was the rise and fall of ECW. The only other thing I have to add to that was that brought back a whole brand. That's how it started. The DVD was like the highest selling DVD at the time that WWE Mm -hmm. had produced that that was when Rob Van Dam said, why don't we do this one night stand thing? They looked at the numbers and said, we can make this and we can do this as a third brand. So that's how powerful that DVD was. Yeah. Uh, So that's my number one. And uh, Joe, bring it home. All right. Totally makes sense. And I'm going last because I only have four. Because with guys like you who bought them the day they came out, I just borrowed them from you when you were done with them. (laughs) So I think every single one of them that you've shown, I borrowed from one of you at one point. But here are the ones that I have. Number five, Jason, Brian, you already mentioned why this is a good DVD to still have. The Attitude Era DVD collection that has all the greatest hits of the Attitude Era. And it's the one that has the Sergeant Pepper uh, cover that has everybody on there because this is stuff you cannot see on Peacock because it's all been edited. Number three and number four and number three are together because it was a box mm. set mm. that came with the glasses, with the shirt, with the bandana. We're talking Show about off. the collector's edition of the Macho Man. That's and cool. why I have two in there, it's because it came with both of his DVD sets. Mm-hmm. The one that just had his matches when he was still alive, but they just had the match compilation of all his greatest hits. And then, yeah, so it's, and this box set is awesome. Yeah. But yeah, it has the collection right there. The one that uh, <clears throat> Matt Stryker and I think Maria. I want to say Maria. Yeah. We're Maria. hosting it <laughs> and went over all his matches. Mm-hmm. And then the 
Randy Savage story, which was actually the documentary after he passed yeah, away, which got his one. mother in there, got the genius in there. And after that A&E hatchet job over the spring, this is the <laughs> true documentary of the Macho Man. So that's my number four and number three. My number two was Brian's number five. Mm. Best of Raw 15 nice. years. Brian, you forgot one thing on here. They went over it like it was VH1's pop-up video. They would show uh, yeah. highlights yeah, yeah. of every single segment, and it played as a timeline Forgot about from that. the first episode all the way up till the 2008, like the end of 2008, um, ruthless, ruthless Aggression Era. And during each segment, there would be little behind-the-scenes facts of what happened. Afterwards okay. and things like that. So this is like an <clears throat> amazing set to have for anyone who wants to raw, uh, watch raw, and you can't get most of this stuff on Peacock. My number one, I borrowed it from two people. It's my favorite documentary. <laughs> I think I borrowed it from Brian and Kevin at certain different. I'm gonna times. need it back, and it would be no. You have it. Okay. You, put, you showed it to the camera. It's the rise and fall of ECW. (laughs) Why would I need to buy it when two guys who lived down the street from me bought it the day it came out? Uh, Dude, when you're done with it, can I borrow it? Okay. And then I had it. A couple others that could have gotten mentioned. The Paul Heyman DVD set was pretty awesome. Another one one. that I liked, but I couldn't find it in my my desk, was uh, they did a compilation of what happens – after the show, after the cameras stopped rolling. Oh, Raw, I saw that one. And that's when they were like, they were trying to get The Undertaker to do a spin of Rooney. Yeah. Um, Austin was trying to get Booker T to drink. Like, it was a lot of fun. fun. Brian and I were at one of them that made the DVD set. John Cena's birthday. Cena's birthday. The great saying happy birthday to oh, him. And funny. they all lost it. All, all yes. the divas did like a pig pile on top of John. He, and he, I think he got ran up and down the got, ramp and everyone was just like, do it again. I think he got half the divas pregnant in that segment, if I remember correctly. Mm, right, so <laughs> it was amazing. So yeah, learn. This is a lesson. Yeah, we were all learning that the Peacock sucks for the WWE Network. So save your DVD, save your Blu-rays. Um, you can get a DVD player really cheap. I just bought three of them for my house, and they are Blu-ray <laughs> players as well. Money 50 bucks each. 50 bucks each. So I have one outside, one upstairs, and one in my bedroom. So, uh, and they play on the PS4 and the PS5. They do. They do that too. So, uh, all right. That's our five count for this week. Who made your five count? Let us know on social media using the hashtag TWP5count. All right. The NFL season is in week 71. Uh, Brian, <laughs> what happened last week in the picks? Who picked Man, what? I tell you guys, it's coming down to the wire once again. We are tied. We are tied. What? Brett. So the kids, they had, yeah. of the three games, two of them, they had the same picks. They had um, Rams over, excuse me, they had uh, the Buccaneers beating the Bills. They had the Packers over the Bears. One game they had different was Monday night, and Brett, has tied it up. He had the Rams. They beat the Cardinals, which was Harper's pick. They are 21, 17, and one. We are in week 15. We have four weeks left. There's been a, a, a huge comeback uh, back from the dead. Uh, COVID Again. is Again. back. No, no, I'm Two. talking, I'm talking for the actual 
football. COVID is back. Oh. I don't know if they're going to be able to play for more weeks. If you've seen the reports every day, COVID's popping up on all these teams. Ty, mega flight. We'll no, call it's, it now. Uh, it's it's, it's starting to become the odds on favorite right now. I blame My the goodness. Lions for this. They you are did. one of After the teams. After they got their first victory, COVID started spreading. And it's like, okay, fine. You think you're going to celebrate? Let's knock everyone out. <laughs> yes. Thanks yes. a lot, Lions. You're ruining football for more people. Yeah. So four, four weeks left to go. And um, <clears throat> if you guys uh, remember from last week's show, when we talked about you know, the, what was happening in the picks, Jason issued a oh. challenge. Oh, oh no. Where yep. money was on the line oh, if no, Santa Claus would get involved in the picks. And so well, this is a little sneak <laughs> preview for what the big video will be like on Saturday morning. But I've got some footage to share with you, and I'm going to need your thoughts after it's done. Oh, Take no. a look. Fiona, look at mommy. Not daddy, look at mama. And look at Santa. Look at Santa. I thought Santa was a, a cinematron. I know, right? Oh, right. Totally. Right. Oh, Thank you, Santa. Santa, who, Santa, who do you think is going to win, the Saints or the Bucks? <laughs> Santa knows better than to answer a question like that. Oh, all right. Ah! Deal. Doesn't count. <laughs> Santa no sold me, guys. No, Santa I know money the, for you. There it no is. No money Damn for it. you. Santa went with the tie. And for Kevin, 50 you got, extra, I would have said if Santa would have called Jason a mark, you would have got that one, and he didn't do that either. Yeah, I know. So, Kevin, you got, you got one more week, Kevin. I don't know if you're taking Brett to the mall to meet Santa. Because if you are, if you can get him to say, uh, call Jason a mark on camera, you got 50 bucks at GCW. Just saying. Ooh, we can buy another two shirts and a beer. Mm-hmm. Look at, look at that. I need that 24 ounce of Corona. He, either something <laughs> is done already or or he's got the he's got the gears turning, man. Look at him. He's silent. There's something going uh, on there. But I can't you know believe that's going to be the thumbnail and Brett is still not going to make it. (laughs) (laughs) Am I on the naughty list now, guys? Did Santa get pissed at me? He shot me down. He was a Lions fan. He was in Frangamo, so he got to root for the Lions. Unbelievable. So, uh, anyway, on Saturday, the video will, uh, tomorrow, will pop up on social media at that WrestlePod. Don't forget, uh, like, follow, share, subscribe, pick up a shirt at whatamaneuver.net, and we'll talk to you next week on That Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for listening. Follow That WrestlePod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. One, two, three, that's it!